What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Just Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright. I am joined by Mr. Will. How you doing? Steve, a little nervous here. We're recording on a Monday evening, and it is Cowboys Week here for the Eagles. We got Monday Night Football coming up here in a couple hours. Yes. Um, for you know, that matters for me because I need Jalen Hurts to, to do good. Uh, well, not good. Yeah. What are you? What are you down by? Uh, like eleven. I don't need a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty low scoring week for me and my opponent, so I got kind of lucky on that regard. But just eleven. I don't think that's too much to ask for out of a rushing quarterback. No. So yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm in a weird spot where I think I've got four games that are still to be decided, but I've got three of the team one team i'm i pretty much in hand and i've got players to go but the other three i i don't have anybody playing it's i'm rooting against players in three basically three different matchups i'm going against hertz in one dak in one and elliot in one so i'm basically wow. rooting for defense yeah for real yeah. like the projections are all that i'll win each of them you know relatively handily but you know if any of them go off for way more than they're expected um you know their their projected points, but it's, it's it's I'd always rather be the one with the player rooting for because you just feel like you're you know rooting when you're rooting against players to do stuff. It just seems like it seems hopeless at times. Yeah, and it gets uh, when you're rooting for players not to do things. It's kind of a double edged sword because like so you're rooting for like if you're rooting for Zeke not to do something. Well, if they throw a uh, you know thirty yard pass to Gallup, uh, or yeah, sure, Gallup, whatever he's hurt, but Gallup, that doesn't impact your Zeke play. But now Zeke's a little bit closer to the end zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it kind of still does. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's ruined for defense all the time. For real. So and yeah, I mean rivalry on Monday night, you never really know what's going to happen. Exactly. You kind of throw the records out the window and the anticipated games out the window here when uh, when you have a rivalry week. Um, it was interesting. I. Used- Follow a bunch of the Philly, the Philly beat writers, and a lot of people are saying this is like the most Eagles fans they've seen at Dallas for a game in years. So I don't know if it's just a renewed, uh, you know, loving the team without with the you know the new quarterback with Carson Wentz gone. But apparently there's going to be a lot of green in the stands tonight, so it should be interesting to see if that's truly the case. Yeah, probably a mixture of a lot of things. They're they're playing well. You got the excitement yep. with them. Um, you know, a game worth seeing with Dak there. Uh, yeah. You know, Post-COVID yeah. stuff where you can actually go to the game. I'm sure it's a lot of different mm-hmm. things. Yeah, a lot of people wanting to travel a little more. Yeah, so Absolutely. Yeah, but that's the last game here for week number three. Um, but we here are here to talk about week, uh, I guess you call it three and a half waivers between week three and four. Yeah, so we got to touch on all the important positions for the waivers for the week. Um Go ahead and start with the running backs. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we got a couple of big names here. Uh, one big, big injury there to Christian McCaffrey. So two names that I think are worth touching on to start there. Chuba Hubbard, 26% owned, and Royce Freeman, 1% owned, should take over. Uh, they got Dallas next week, so it could be a higher scoring game. Could be some heavy usage. Should be interesting. It sounds like McCaffrey is not going to go on IR, but... Sounds like he is going to miss several games, so maybe somewhere in that you know three to four range. Uh, I think is you know is hopeful for uh, a McCaffrey owner, but it, you got to kind of weigh how much time you're anticipating you're going to get to use either of these running backs. Yeah, I mean, and of the two, Chuba seems like 
the guy. Yeah, I do think there is, you know, something to be said about Freeman. Um, I, you know, I think he's going to get some opportunity as the veteran back there with Juba, you know, kind of that risk with a rookie as they, you know, play bad, have a fumble, make a couple bonehead plays. The head coach wants to go with the vet. So there's definitely, I think Freeman's worth adding. You know, you don't think you have to spend much for him, but I think he's worth a, an add to the back of a bench to see what happens. Yeah, you never know. Sometimes what a coach does after immediately after an injury is different than what they would do when they have a week of prep. So yeah. it could be one of those situations. Um, either way, mm. yeah, I mean, you're probably at a uh, a minimum of two weeks with McCaffrey. You know, I'm, I'm assuming they think it's possible since they didn't put him on that three-game IR. Yes. So yeah, I guess they think theoretically he could be back, but you're probably looking at three, like you said. And as we saw with Mike Davis – you know, it, it doesn't matter who the running back is. They're, they're going to produce there. So he's definitely worth owning. Um, as far as how much fab you want to spend on him, you know, I would assume, you know, if I was a uh, if I was a really good team, like a 3-0 team, something like that, I probably wouldn't want to bid on him just because the price I'd imagine is going to be pretty high unless I got some tough bye weeks coming up. If you're a team that has to win, like you are 0-3 or 1-2 or and, and the season could get away from you really quickly, I think you'd pay up quite a bit to get him because, you know, as I just said, Mike Davis was great last year. McCaffrey's always great and you know, that could be uh, in line for Chuba as well. So I think I'd pay up quite a bit for him if I was in that situation, but I'm not sure I'd pay up if I uh, didn't really need him. What do you think? Yeah, it's tough because he could get some pretty good usage, but you just don't know how it's going to be. So, I, I mean, if you really need a guy and, you know, like you said, maybe you're a 500 team or you're own two and you just need to get some wins immediately, you know, maybe you pay up a little bit. But other than that, I, I think he's worth owning. But I, I just don't know that I want to spend all of the fab. You want to save that for, you know, that guy that hopefully Elijah Mitchell becomes, but the guy that you anticipate is going to be able to be the guy for the year. So both of them, I think, are worth adding. Um, you know, I'm probably not spending a ton. You know, I, I imagine Freeman you can get for, you know, one or two, whereas Chuba, you're probably going to have to spend, you know, I'd say 15, but he'll probably go for more than that. Yeah, agreed. You know, again, it always depends on. The uh, the running back position for some owners, you know, we were just talking about our friend who sent us, you know, well, they didn't send us offers, but inquired with both of us about a running back. I'm sure he's going to pay up if he's got the fab to do it, you know, yeah. to plug the hole. So it depends on, you know, who needs to plug a hole and, you know, what their fab habits tend to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always different, you know, league to league, you said different habits and then, you know, different situations that people have. Yep. And then another guy that had a really good week based on an injury. Um, I think there's kind of less, it's more of a cloudy injury situation. But you have Peyton Barber had a big week, you know, taking advantage of Josh Jacobs being down. I don't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, Will, but I don't think we have any idea of how long Jacobs is going to be down. I don't think. No. This is I think sp- it was questionable that he was even like, he was like possibly going to play. And then, like, you know, what was it Friday or Saturday he was out? Yeah. Which um, shouldn't then, be a yeah, surprise. Like, this know. has been his yeah, his mm-hmm. deal this season so far is like, oh, is he going to play week one? Oh, is he going to play week Like, he was bound to miss some time eventually. Is he yeah. going to turn into another week or not? I don't know. On top of that, you know, he's got the Chargers. I don't know if I really want to play him against the Chargers anyway. Barber, that is. So, mm-hmm. I think he's someone I would pass on personally. Um, but again, you know, if you're 0-3, you really need a, you know, a starting running back for this week. 
you take a shot, he's probably going to cost, given he popped off, you know, over 10%, probably in that same 15% range. Uh, but I can't say I'm super interested in him. What about you? No, I mean, the schedule here, like you said, the Chargers coming up on Monday Night Football. So that could be a little bit of a, you know, pain to worry about. You may not, you may not know if you can play them until much closer to kickoff and may not have any other options if, if we're worried about Jacobs. Uh, but they have Chicago, Denver, Philly, and the bye. And Chicago, Denver, and Philly have all been fairly good against the the run game. So it is going to be interesting. I probably, you know, would throw 10 up fab-wise. You know, likely not get him, but hey, maybe the rest of the league's thinking the same and you can kind of sneak, uh, you know, sneak an ad there at a lower amount. But I'm I'm not spending too much for him. Okay, the uh, another running back here, fifty four percent rostered, so he's uh, a little more heavily rostered. We got Zach Moss had another good week. Um, definitely some hopes for him this year, and he yeah he's, he's shown something. What do you think about crazy him? after that week one where he's inactive and everyone for panicked real. and he probably got dropped by a lot of people there and yeah pretty good weeks. I mean eight for twenty six scores twice two for eight. Uh, in the first and week two. And then last week, he had actually got some pretty good usage 13 carries for 60 yards, three catches for 30 yards. So, you know, 16 total touches, 90 yards, and got in the end zone again. I think he definitely needs to be on a roster uh, because if Singletary gets hurt, he you could really be in for a lot of usage. Limited upside with Josh Allen getting a lot of rushing touchdowns as well. Um, so could, you know, not have all of the goal line work, but I think he's definitely got to be on a roster and, you know, in a, in a good matchup, you know, like this week against Houston, um, or even against Kansas city in two weeks in a, in a likely high scoring game, someone that you could probably flex. Yeah, agreed. And he's the kind of guy that you want, you know, on a very good offense, um, yeah. that, you know, he could have a, you know, a down week, but, you know, still get a good end zone opportunity. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and make it worth it. So I agree. Uh, he is someone that's that's pretty high on my list, and and unlike the other two, has season long value. You know, his the value goes up a lot if uh, Singletary goes down, but uh, he's not relying on an injury like Chuba, Freeman, and Barbara are, and so that that's a big benefit. But again, you know, like unlike them, he's he's got a high you know roster ship already. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's gonna be a tough one. So you have to see if he's even available in your league. Yeah, and moving on, uh, next running back here, Sony Michelle. Probably the last one here that I think is a major add. Um, it's tough to to really figure out where he's at because he goes up against one of the best defenses against the run in Tampa. You just almost don't run against this team. But he got 20 carries. And obviously, Henderson not playing, but 20 carries, 67 yards. So not a great per carry, but against a great defense, it's good to see him out there working he got four targets for three catches um so i I think he's definitely worth the ad gets arizona this week and then a few you know then as a schedule opens up a little more after that but i think he's definitely worth the ad and and i think it's going to come down to henderson how long he's out but and how much would you bid for sony um i don't and it comes out of this kind of the same conversation if i needed a win I would probably pay a fair bit because Arizona has been giving it up on the ground a little bit. Mm. Um, so I think I would pay up a, a fair bit and hope for, you know, one or two weeks out of them, maybe, you know, 15 to 20%, you know, maybe even more depending on how desperate I was. Um, if I wasn't in that situation, 
I still think he's worth the ad because, you know, we don't know how long Henderson's going to be out for and he gets hurt so often, you know, so he could end up being somebody that has value year long, but I don't think I'd, you know, in that situation, like if I didn't really need him, I'm I'm not really willing to pay the 20% for the depth. I don't think. No. Um, So yeah, it depends on the situation, but what are you in line with that or? Yeah. um, I mean, I'm right there with you. It's yeah. If if he plays and gets the usage, I think he's definitely usable. You're going to, be able to probably even start him, you know, definitely flex him, but it's just when Henderson's there, they're going to run both. And I think they do want to run the ball. I mean, you see them traditionally run the ball. Um, I think you'll, you'll see a lot of passes early, but I think you see McVay tends to run the ball a lot more in the second half. So I think there's going to be games where you can use both of them. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough to really know when you're trying to figure out between Sony and Henderson each week when they're both healthy. Yeah, that's fair. Um, last yeah. two guys that we had put down here was uh, Felton and Stevenson. Do either of them interest you there, Will? Yeah, some later guys. I think Stevenson, you know, is not a bad just on your bench because James White's going to be out, it seems like, for a little while now. I don't think we have definitive time, but I think he's already listed as doubtful for this week. So really just Damian Harris um, and Stevenson. So you could see some more usage for Stevenson. Um, and Felton, someone I think is interesting. He's proved to get a lot of work, especially in the passing game. So I think he's someone that would it be bad to throw on your bench as one of those, if one of the two guys ahead of him gets hurt, this team runs the ball a ton. So let's say Chubb or, or Hunt goes down. You're going to have, you're not going to give the other one 40 carries, right? You maybe give them a couple extra carries, but I think Felton would step in and actually be a pretty relevant player. So I think both Stevenson and Felton are guys you're not going to play, but if you can get them for free or next to nothing, just to have on the back of your bench and just kind of see how things play out uh, week to week, not a bad stash. Yeah, great. So let's go ahead and move on to the wide receiver position here. Uh, two Buffalo Bills with some solid weeks. We had Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Cole Beasley. Um, are you interested in both? Neither? What are you thinking on those guys? Yeah, definitely interested in both. Full PPR, definitely for Beasley. He's a little bit more of a depth play in half or standard. Um, Sanders, I think you definitely can play. I've got him in our league here. Had him on bench. You know, couldn't pull the trigger and putting him in just based on the, what I got here. But I think he is definitely worth starting at this point. You know, as long as you're not that Bills aren't going up against a powerhouse defense, um, I think you're going to be able to play him. You know, you, you got as we were saying with Moss. I think they got Casey in two weeks. Like that could be a super high scoring game, and you want to get as many shots in, the, in that game as possible. So I really like Sanders, and, and Beasley's not a bad depth play to have. Uh, to, you know, plug in for an injury if needed. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's nice to see Beasley have a good week because I believe his week one and two weren't great. Kind of your your average kind of like quote unquote PPR guy kind of weeks. Um, so it's nice to see having a good week, but I tend to agree on both accounts there. Um, Jalen Rieger, you know, we had him on last week. I don't. We don't really don't have any new information. Um, so I threw him on there as well because they do that Kansas City next week. So the anticipation is that there could be a lot of passing attempts against Kansas City. Uh, and you know, he's only 28% owned. So he could be someone that you could flex just because the game script may lead to it. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. 
Um, we have Tim Patrick, who you know had already seen a little bit of a boost from Jerry Judy. Now Hamler is going down. Um, still only twenty three percent owned. I, I, I'm kind of surprised about that. Uh, you know, he's been definitely been usable, uh, and people know the name because he was usable last year. And you know, I forget mm-hmm. it was the year before that or two years before that, but uh, he's a name that keeps popping up. Are you interested in Patrick? Yeah, I mean, with Hamler going down, I think you have to be. I mean, they're going to use the running game a lot. Um, Sutton is clearly the number one, and, and they're using Fant. But with all the other receivers around him going down, I think Patrick's definitely someone that's got to be owned, and he's possibly someone you can flex. You know, here until we get, uh, you know, until Jerry Judy comes back. But even if he does come back, I mean, that was um, was that a high ankle sprain, if I remember correctly. Yes, I believe so. It was definitely an injury that I recall being one that. You know, it's not season ending, but sometimes it, it might as well be. It's a guy that's in and out of lineups the rest of the year because of that. And Hamler's done for the year. So I think you're going to be able to use Tim Patrick for the next few weeks. And there's a chance you might be able to use him as the wide receiver two on that team the rest of the year. What about, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, he is a, a solid guy. He's a good flex guy to have, you know, a, a good depth guy if you are, uh, you know, swimming in good players. Um, yeah. So overall, you know, I don't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter my situation as we talked about with the running backs. Like I want him no matter what. And I don't think, you know, if he's not rostered in your league, I don't think the Hamler news is going to get him rostered. Um, so I don't think you really have to spend a lot to get him either. Um, but him aside, uh, somebody you will probably have to pay up for. He's rostered in 51% of leaves. That's Christian Kirk. Um, another really good week out of him. Uh, what do you think of Kirk? Are you willing to, to pay up? Yeah, I think he's kind of proven himself as the number two receiver on the team. There, There's going to be weeks where it's Rondell Moore. There's going to be weeks where A.J. Green gets in the end zone. But you see another eight targets this week for Christian Kirk. Seven catches, 100 yards. He's a guy that has to be rostered, and you're probably going to be able to flex him pretty routinely, knowing that there may be a couple weeks where you get, you know, a dead week like uh, four like, was it last week, four for three and sixty-five yards. But you're going to be able to get pretty solid um, usage out of him. So I think he needs to be added, and I don't like to spend up for receivers, but you know, I don't mind spending, you know, closer to ten for him. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he seems like he's going to have year-long value. Uh, another. Uh, Interesting guy, you know, back from the dead, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Uh, forgot yeah, I wanted he went to, to see Rams. what you thought about him, man. He had a huge week, and, and he's going to be one of those guys that's up and down. But five targets, three catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. So that's that's the week that you get out of him when it's a good week. Yeah, it's weird. Um, you know, there were like two or three bombs to him. You know, the one connected, you know, the other one or two missed. So he almost had a really big week. Um, with that in mind, I mean, I guess I would roster him. It depends on the depth and, and you know, what I needed and whatnot. Yeah. I guess I'd roster him. He, he's definitely somebody where you look at the matchups and say, you know what? I'm not, you know, this could be a tough week. I, I need to take an upside shot on someone. And if the Rams have, you know, a favorable matchup, you throw him in there. He's definitely not someone, you know, that I'm going to say, yeah. you rely on weekend and week out. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, like if you got injuries, you maybe have like a depth play where you're saying, do I want a safe option like Cole Beasley or do I want a boom option like Deshaun Jackson, right? And not a bad kind of pairing of a upside and a, and a high floor guy. 
Yep, absolutely. And then, uh, and then five, two New England receivers here. Yeah, we got Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne. Um, Myers rostered 58% of leagues, Bourne only in 1%. I think that's about fair. I think Bourne's going to be the same kind of guy that we saw in San Francisco. He's going to have yeah. weeks where he's fantasy relevant and pretty good, and then weeks where he's just nothing. And it's going to depend on if he catches a touchdown or not. Yeah. Um, and there must have been some, I guess, a lot of people cutting Jacoby Myers because only 58% owned is, is intriguing. I mean, nine targets, eight targets, or nine targets, six targets, and then 14 targets. So he seems like he is the target hog on this team. I want to say he's only like 24, or 25. So he's got to be rostered. You know, it's, you know, maybe standard, it's not as valuable, but half point, full point, he's going to get volume. Um, and I think he's someone that is, you know, damn near a starter at this point every week at the very least a great great depth play yeah absolutely agreed yeah and one one bonus um i know he is starting to practice now check your uh waivers for shop Bateman. if he's still out there he's someone that it, you know you may not be able to use this week or next week but he uh was ir eligible for certain for leagues that have that anyone that's not he's probably going to be added in the next week or two so if you have an extra bench spot at him this week before um, he he gets in the in the lineup, I think it's questionable for play this week. I think he can practice, but I don't know if he's eligible to actually play until week five. Yeah, good call out. So yeah, maybe not. You know, you can add him this week if you got the depth, or you know, roll the dice and wait another week and see what happens. Yeah, don't have to bid on him, I'm sure. But yeah, good call out. Uh, looking ahead at our tight ends here, Will, um, we got Jared Cook. A, Seems to always be on this list. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he, he's kind of our <laughs> Logan Thomas of last year, except yeah, you know he hasn't. You know, had a good week one and a week two and three have been kind of meh. So uh, we just got Vegas this week. Um, do you have interest in Mister Cook there? If you're if you need tight end help, yeah, I think if you need tight end help, he's not a bad shot to take. You know, compared to some of the guys out there, you know, you have your top like six. Other than that, you're hoping for a touchdown and. The first few weeks, most of those touchdowns for for this team have gone to uh, Mike Williams, which I think a lot of people who have been on his hype train or his uh, his bandwagon are happy to finally see him getting some consistent success. But I think a lot of the hype for Jared Cook was that Mike Williams can't stay healthy, so they need a second option. If it's not Mike Williams, who's it going to be? Um, so I think he's still worth rostering. He- Someone that could get in the end zone any week with Herbert in a decently high-powered offense, but yeah, it, there's you know this list probably has a couple of other guys that are maybe a little more intriguing. Yeah, I think there's probably only one that I find him more intriguing. I guess we'll talk to him. Well, we'll we could jump to him now. Mike Asiki, uh got you know a lot Big time of game, a lot of targets with Brissett in there. Um, yeah, I think he was the highest target ever seen or um, tight end. Yeah, so this week. while Tua is out, you know, if you need to to plug that hole for the guy, you you, you might be able to just leave in that spot week in and week out. I think Isiki's your guy now. He's only he's rostered fifty six percent of league, so real fifty fifty shot whether he's out there for you or not. But that would probably be my ad um, if I had to pull the trigger on somebody. Is that who you would be looking at, or is there somebody else that you like? Yeah, I'd probably be looking at him or Cook, but I think Conklin is interesting. I wasn't a huge on him coming into the season, but he got eight targets, seven catches, 70 yards, and got in the end zone. Yeah, I don't think you can count on a touchdown for him. I mean, you can't count a touchdown on anybody any week, but 
it's someone that I think is going to get some targets. Uh, you know, it's him and, and Osborne as kind of that third receiving option. I'm, I guess you're going to have Cook in there, but I think he's definitely someone that's worth taking a shot on. You know, if, if these other options aren't available, maybe you're, you know, kind of the one team that's kind of out of it with tight ends. Not a bad guy to plug in, and they got uh, Cleveland this week, so could be a, a high-scoring game. Yeah, and that's that, that's kind of my thought on him as well. I mean, he's going to be really hard to rely on. There's going to be some weeks where it's him, some weeks where it's Osborne, some weeks where it's neither, and it's more of a run-game-focused team. Um, so that makes him very tough to rely on. Um, similar to, to Dawson Knox, he had a big week this week, and he'll always be capable of that given he plays with Buffalo. Uh, but he's another one that you're just not going to be able to predict. So, you know, that's kind of the tight end landscape sometimes. You're going to have to look at the matchups. You know, Knox has Houston. So that, that's a good roll of the dice this week. Um, but, you know, it, it, once you get down to the, that level of tight end, it, it's kind of hard to predict, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to predict. Um, so, I mean, Knox, you know, was targeted there, but he's going to be another one of those guys that certain weeks he has relevancy, other weeks he's three targets and doesn't get a catch. So kind of tough. And and this is, you know, the game you play if you don't go uh, pay up for one of those top tight ends. And I think that's something that, you know, most years we haven't been all about that. But this year, I think we were preaching that a lot here in the preseason that get one of those top three or one of those next three. And then I guess even pits owners are probably not too thrilled, but those top five are the ones that you're really banking on. Yep, absolutely. And uh, they're going to pivot over to the tight or the quarterback position here for a streamer for week four. Uh, well, let's see, you know, one or two of these guys that you like, we have Justin Fields versus Detroit uh, Heineke at Atlanta, Winston versus the giants or Sam Darnold at Dallas. Yeah, I think Darnold sticks out the most. I like the matchup and the, just the team weapons. He's looked good. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, he had to do a little bit more without McCaffrey there, and, and he put up some pretty good numbers. And I think he's going to have to throw, but that Carolina defense has played well, well as well, so that could be an interesting test for them against Dallas next week. Um, if it's not him, then I'm looking at Fields. He didn't have a great debut, a couple of good plays. Um, I was reading that he had 68 passing yards, but he also got sacked nine times for negative 67 passing Oof, yards. So he wow. had one net passing yard because of the sacks, wow. which is interesting. I don't know if that goes against you from a fantasy standpoint, but from like a net passing yards, his debut was a one passing yard debut. But I think he'll have a little bit easier sledding, not having to go against that there's two pass rushers in Cleveland um, coming up here at home against Detroit. So I think he's someone I wouldn't mind rolling the dice on again if you really need really need someone here. What about you? Um, definitely a line on Darnold. He's my my top pick here. Um, he has looked good. You know, he looked good without McCaffrey. Um, something about this system, man. You, you know, Teddy was good. Uh, McCaffrey was good. Mike Davis was good. Darnold's good. Chuba would be good. I mean, something about this. Maybe that just means Matt Rule's good. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, But Darnold's my top pick. I think I differ with you in the second one. I think I'd rather have Heineke. Um, He just... Good matchup. Yeah, it's a good matchup. He looked pretty good. Uh, We've seen some good things from him in the past. You know, again, that's a little bit my hesitation with trusting uh, 
uh, or rookies sometimes, but uh, nothing against Fields. Like you said, your your argument was right. He's got a great, a better matchup, but you know, I'm just going to trust Heineke a little bit more. But it also does depend, you know, on my situation. If I need an upside, it's probably Fields, um, mm-hmm. where I think Heineke's probably safer. But uh, that's quarterbacks. Finally, we got our defensive streamers here. Will, let's uh, hear it again. One or two that you like here. We got the Bills versus Detroit. We have the Saints versus the Giants. Uh, we have the Titans at the Jets, the Bengals versus Jaguars, and the Colts at Miami. Yeah, and that's uh, Bears at versus Detroit. Oh, sorry, what did I say? Yeah, he said Bills. Oh, both bad. good defenses. Both guys, I think you would want to start against Detroit. So, yeah, for sure. I think that's probably my top pick: Bears against Detroit. Um, Titans, they're not a great defense, but the Jets have not looked good, so that's not a bad one either. Uh, but I think Bears versus Detroit would be my uh, top pick here. Yeah, I think Bears with Detroit would be my top as well. Saints probably second. Um, they're all pretty good options, honestly. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, probably Bears would be as well. Yeah, Hard solid week for streaming people. defenses. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, that is going to wrap up the waiver show. Tune in on Thursday for our Start Sit episode. Until then, trust your board.